It was first love. There had been no time for earlier romance because Nicandra was only eight on April the 8th, 1914. She had been christened Nicandra on the insistence of her father, who, in his luckier years, had bred and trained and ridden an outstanding winner of that name. He very much objected to the inevitable contraction of Nicandra to Nico, which seemed to him common. Perpetually subdued by the rigours of behaviour, and almost unable to express himself outside the vernaculars of hunting, racing, shooting, fishing and cricket, he had never been able to make his case against Nico. Awful, awful, was the best he could do. It was to her mother that Nicandra clung spellbound in loving. She was born to trouble, since life began. Love had found its proper expression when she became old enough to repeat little verses her governess taught her, mostly in French, or to stumble ludicrously through songs her mother sang. She almost knew her performance was good for a laugh, sometimes a kiss. She was pretty sure of the places to make her baby mistakes. Few things earned more pleasant congratulation than abstinence. No thank you to a second chocolate, and Mama's face lighted gently as she snapped the lid back on the chalk box before Nicandra could change her mind. Her mother's hands were very important, a distant importance for they scarcely ever touched her, old Nan still did up her buttons, or she them. But she felt a longing to kiss their faintly pink thumbs, bite them, perhaps, not to hurt, of course. She enjoyed the faint intoxication and the scent of violet soap or hand cream when Mama pulled her gardening gloves off her warm, dry hands. The gloves were gauntlet-cuffed, the right gloves for a very small armoured knight. Smaller than the suit of armour in the hall, a baby knight. Love encapsulated every minute they spent together. Not many minutes, as there was a lot for Mama to do in the day. Hours of grown-up stuff which ate up her time. When she was absent, the shadow of her presence was the assurance of a world of love. To earn her displeasure was to forego all delight. Through the days, Nicander devised love tokens, as much to stimulate interest towards herself as to express her deep affection. Nicander came every morning to her mother's room, accompanying the early morning tea. Punctually at eight o'clock, Lizzie the housemaid, Apron fresh and cap on head, carried the tray, large enough to hold two cups, a charming pattern of violets scattered over them, matched by a teapot, also wreathed in violets, and a plate of bread and butter, slices cut as thin as veils, up three flights of stairs. She knocked quietly, as good discreet housemaids do, on Mama's door. Nicandra waited breathless for, come in, to sound, before running to Mama's bed for the first kiss of the day. Her father would groan sleepily as she hurried her to kiss him through the smell of cigars on his night's breath. His morning kiss was always rather a trial. Apart from the smell, there was his gritty chin and his sweeping moustache to repel affection. Neither could she have approved his striped pyjamas, coarse and unpleasing, in contrast to Mama's ribboned cambric nightdress. After kisses, prayers. God bless Nicandra and kind Mama and Dada and Aunt Tossie and all of us. 
As she prayed, Nicander squinted through her fingers to watch the exquisite bread and butter swallowed and followed by gentle sips of tea on her mother's part and grosser gulps from her father's side of the bed. There is a silver hand candlestick on each side of the big bed. Among the stacks of pillows there was not one without its goffered frill. Nicander tried to think of something pleasing to say. Mama, do you think the little Lord Jesus heard me? She came out with at last. Of course he did, darling. He's always on the lookout, watching the corner of some covert. Her father sounded a bit impatient. Oh, give her a lump of sugar, he said. She might have been one of his least favorite horses. It's so bad for her teeth, Mama wailed. Much as she disliked her pony, Nicandra was undefeatable in her wish to please. I'll keep it for Ducky, she promised. She dragged her way slowly towards the door, waiting for Mama to call her back. 